What's up, everybody? This is Jimmy Durkin, and you can catch me, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn talking all things Raiders on our podcast, State of the Nation. Listen for free on Apple every Monday and for weekly bonus episodes exclusively on The Athletic. I love the Raiders. Most of all, I love the win. You're now listening to State of the Nation with Jimmy Durkin, Vic Tafer, and Ted Wynn on the Athletic Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to State of the Nation on the Athletic Podcast Network. Jimmy Durkin joined here at the Oakland Coliseum by Vic Tafer and Ted Wynn. After a win, the Raiders win their season opener over the Denver Broncos 24-16. No distractions, no uh, no craziness, uh, a, a, a little... Uh, crowd fired up uh, had a message for uh, Antonio Brown but other than that I mean this this was the message the Raiders wanted to put out that we are uh, we are a team that's just ready to play and, and they played well uh, getting a season opening victory yeah I mean as advertised they said they have a good offense they're gonna mix it up with the uh, passing game the running game Derek Carr was very sharp they said their run defense would be great and it would help set up the uh, pass rushers and it did I think um, they dominated the game for the most part the Broncos you know had some points late Make it close for um, a couple seconds, but really the Raiders were in control the whole way, and uh, a very, very impressive win. The hometown crowd was uh, was going nuts, and deservedly so. Yeah, and the, I think the most surprising part about the offensive performance was the performance of the tackles. Uh, Colton Miller and Trent Brown went against Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, two of the most you know dangerous pass, one of the most dangerous pass rushing tandems in the NFL, and. Didn't seem like they got even close to sacking Carr today. They didn't breathe on him. I mean, no quarterback hits. Um, I think the only time Carr was maybe touched was he had one scramble where he uh, he slid and might have got touched a little bit. Basically, he was he, he didn't get breathed on. I mean, it was uh, as ideal a performance. And I mean, that's if if you want to see Derek Carr perform at his optimal best, this is what you want. You want to let him have time to sit in the pocket and and not feel pressure. And uh, and and that's what we saw today. Yeah, we talked about it on the last show. That's why you pay Trent Brown all that money because he can totally take away a guy. And on the other side, if Colton needs a little help, he can get some and it's no big deal. So really, uh, Carr had all the time in the world. And as he's shown in the past, he's got a good arm. He threw some darts today, made some clutch, clutch throws, a lot of third down throws that were uh, were huge. And just, uh, I know he feels good because definitely everything he heard the last few days was about Antonio Brown and how much that loss is going to hurt him and what would his deal be and he, he looked really good. He was 22 of 26, 259 yards, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, I, you know, of the four incompletions, I can really only think of one that w- was kind of a bad throw. There was one he threw late to Darren right. Waller on the, on the sideline, and uh, that one might have had some potential to be undercut and picked off. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, a, a great night. Uh, you know, you saw, I think, on their third drive of the game, their second touchdown drive, uh, a third and one play, heavy package, fullback, tight ends, extra offensive linemen. And boom, he uh, he audibles and, and goes deep 43 yards to Tyrell Williams. A big night for Tyrell Williams in his Raiders debut with uh, six catches, 105 yards. And uh, just a great night. I got to apologize to Tyrell Williams. I had said that he was not a number one guy. I thought he was not going to be up to the challenge. And he looked the part tonight. He made big catch to big catch, high, low, deep, short. Just, uh, you know, he worked on his route running all offseason. And it showed definitely he's a different guy. Than he was in in L.A. He's like one of those guys that just builds up speed. So he's not he doesn't explode out the gate, but like one he just builds up speed as he runs. And we saw that with the drag route where he caught a touchdown, where he eventually separated that deep pass on that third and one play action. 
uh, where he, he beat him deep. And yeah, he's just you know really big and really fast. And um, I guess he has number one potential. I don't quite buy it yet, but he had a huge game today. Oh, come on. You got to buy it. <laughs> well, we're buying in now. We want to know. This is it. I'm buying in on Darren Waller, though. I mean, here's the thing about Tyrell, and we'll get into Darren Waller in a minute, but Tyrell, he's not a flashy guy. I mean, he's he's just kind of that steady guy. I mean, you know, we talked to him uh, after the game, and you know, he's like, you know, I, I had I had my chance a couple years ago, my second year in the league, to, to sort of be a number one receiver when Keenan Allen went down. He had a 1,000-yard season. He's like, I, you know, I just kind of went unnoticed, but I'm looking forward to this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I don't, I mean, he's He's not sitting there dwelling on the fact that AB's gone. I mean, he's like, hey, I, I'm going to go. I'm paid to be a number one receiver, right, really, you know, $12 million a year. I mean, he's getting number one receiver money, um, and he's ready to show that, that that's what he's going to be. And uh, he showed that tonight, and, and, and Darren Waller showed that he is he he's a starting tight end in this league. Uh, seven catches, 70 yards on and eight targets, um, and they went to him early, and, uh, and, and, and big night for him, too. He's like the old uh, Marcel Reese. He's a matchup nightmare, as Marcel would always say. <laughs> with Marcel hanging around in the, was, uh, in the locker room yeah, after so the game. Go back to Tyrell. I think everyone focused so much in the offseason about all the you know posts and videos of Derek and Antonio Brown working out together. They were always – but you know what? Tyrell also did that. He went to Bakersfield for that little mini camp. He, he's and, just not all over Instagram, right? No, he's, <laughs> not, he's not posting as much as Antonio is. But uh, definitely you can tell they have a lot of chemistry and definitely a lot of confidence in each other. They know where the ball is going to be and where Derek will deliver it. So – Again, a very impressive start for both those guys. Yeah, to be clear, I think you know I, I'm not down Tyrell. Oh, you are. I th- you're, I think you're on record. You're, you're dogging yeah, him. Yeah. I think he's one of the. Be- I think he's one of the best number two receivers what in the league. But he has more improved to, no- to be a number Come one. on. One hey, but if, if he has two. a few more 100 yard games, I- I'll apologize and you know eat my words. Man, but if you have a fantasy team, this was Wednesday pickup day. You yeah. pick him up. I'm probably too late, but pick him up. He's, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, um, and the other guy. Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back. Uh, the numbers don't jump off the, the the paper for you, but 23 carries, 85 yards, two touchdowns. That's really what's important. Um, he also had a catch for uh, for 28 yards, so over 100 all-purpose yards. And um, it, you know, it wasn't a lot of breaking off long runs. I think his longest run of the day was 13 yards, which was his final run. They uh, um, after Tyrell Williams kind of got what I would call the game clinching first down. He got one more first down uh, just for good measure. But uh, they were in a lot of good down and distance, and, and third downs uh, were able to take advantage of, of having him out there. And they have 10 of 14 uh, on, on third downs, and a lot of that is Josh Jacobs. First running back uh, since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2002 to have 100 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns rushing in his rookie debut. So it's good company for the you know, Hall of Famer. But, again, I love him in the, in the goal line. Looks, looks like Marcus Allen on the goal line flying over the pile. Got a little Marshawn Lynch at times. He can power through guys. Kind of cuts a little bit. Has a little wiggle to him. So all the reasons why they drafted him were, were evident tonight. And, and Gruden didn't lie. He's definitely going to be the bell cow. He definitely um, was the main guy. Yeah, DeAndre Washington, two carries. Jalen Richard, one. Those those guys were they were there, but they weren't they weren't used. Yeah, no, he, he was physical. And like you said, the run game wasn't explosive. But they were getting good, consistent gains. They were converting a lot of those third and shorts. Uh, so the run game was effective. It, they, they didn't dominate in the run game, but I thought it was pretty good because I think the Broncos strengthened their front and they were able to get some efficient runs against those guys. And they had two backup guards in, so uh, not bad. What do you have? You had 23 carries? 23 carries, which is uh, more. His career high in Alabama was 20, so this is the most carries he's had since high school. Yeah, so. And I liked what, what Derek Carr said about him post game is that, you know, he, he talked to him that I'm not, I don't worry about how many yards you get. But it's kind of something learned from Marshawn that when every, whenever you run the ball, 
make those defenders feel you. And, and that's, that's how he runs. I mean, he, he's, he's a heavy runner. He's, he's a, he's a strong runner and uh, he's going to make defenders feel him. And they haven't really used him in, a, in the receiving game quite yet. They he had a couple nice catches, but they didn't really exploit that uh, part of his game quite yet. So I, I expect to see a game where he gets some more uh, production in the passing game. Oh yeah. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Derek Carr quotes. And one I liked was about how, you know, this offense, because he talked about Antonio Brown a little bit, and, you know, just to kind of um, say he loves him and uh, was sorry to see him go. But also that they knew this team was good without Antonio Brown. Like, they practiced so much without him. They knew they had a good team without him. And he's like, if we had him also, it'd be, you know, it'd be ridiculous. It'd be so, they'd be so good offensively, but they're still very good, very confident. And all, their, all the tools they have and the weapons. Yeah, I mean, you look at kind of in going down the stat sheet at receiver. I mean, Hunter Renfro, not a huge game in his debut, but he caught a couple passes. Uh, uh, one guy at Foster. Had a great catch. Yeah, yeah, a great, down yeah. at the, the two-yard line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Foster Moreau. Uh, what about Foster Moreau? Two catches, 20 yards. I mean, he's a guy we kind of were just penciling in as a blocking tight end. If you're, if you're a guy who can be a steady blocking tight end and kept a, catch a couple passes, keep keep teams honest, uh, that was nice to see. Yeah, he's a good, good player. Yeah, and uh, you got to credit Hunter Renfro's mom for that catch yeah. because it was kind of inaccurate, and he talked about how his he credits his mom for his hands because she used to throw him really bad passes in the backyard. Yeah, all right. Uh, Ryan Grant, three catches, 16 yards. Uh, you know, he, he made some plays early, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, even Dwayne Harris caught a pass for, for seven yards. Yeah, so. big uh, kick, kick return, so he, he looked good. Surprised yeah. we didn't see more J.J. Nelson, though. Yeah, we didn't really see much of him. Um Maybe the ankle's still still bugging him. He was questionable with the ankle injury. Maybe he wasn't really quite 100%. Yeah, and uh, eventually that receiving crew will add uh, Keelan Doss uh, back in the building, officially signed this morning. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him uh, before the game, just kind of wild. Gruden wants to say that there were no distractions this weekend, wasn't anything beyond you know normal. Uh, for, for, for Keelan Doss, this was a, a wild weekend. I mean, to go from... You know, Saturday, he, he didn't want to get too much into the the whole why, you know, the whole why and what and all that of, of deciding to stay initially. And then, I mean, we know why he we know why he, he changed his he mind. Got, he Sunday. got on the phone and yelled, show me the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, wild situation, obviously, with, you know, last time we talked, we were talking about how he had spurned the Raiders offer to uh, to come join the active roster. And, and then they said, hey, here's another three hundred thousand signing bonus. And. All right, I'm I'm here, and he uh, hopped on that flight, and he landed, I think, around eleven, eleven thirty last sick. night. And, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I talked to him before the game, and he's, uh, you know, a wild weekend for him, but uh, excited to be back, and we'll see. I mean, I don't want to get like Raider fans' hopes up that he's gonna, you know, come in and he's he's the number six receiver. You know, he inactive today, obviously because of the the circumstances, but it's not like he's a guy that you can particularly expect to be active on, on a whole lot of game days going forward but um gruden did get you know i asked gruden about bringing him back and you know he his line obviously the other day was you know that was a, a tv storyline and all that like yeah you know hard, hard knock should have stayed the whole year uh you know i, I told they, him they like, left town too soon yeah. yeah did you guys know keelan doss was from alameda really wow, I didn't wow. Know that. good to know good to know um well one uh <laughs> one one scary part of tonight's game that we should talk about is Gary on Conley. Um, John Gruden, uh, no, nothing specific from him, uh, but did say he did get a good update on, on Conley. Um, Took a nasty hit. In the nasty play. hit. There was a, a play on the sideline where he was kind of already on the ground and, and Jonathan Abram came hard hit, um, was actually flagged for, for lowering the helmet on the, on the play and, and came in. I mean, it wasn't, I, I don't think it, what happened was anything, uh, like that his i mean it, it was a lowering the helmet kind of hit but i don't think that really played into the fact that 
Afterwards, he rolls over and basically the, his leg crunches right into uh, Gary Ann Connolly's neck. You see that replay where the neck just crunches in and had to be immobilized and taken off on a stretcher. Um, you know, at this point, you, you don't even worry about what, what his football playing status is. You just hope that he he's okay. And uh, you know, like I said, Gruden said there was positive updates. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll find out more and hopefully he, he, he's doing okay. And Gruden also mentioned that after that happened, you know, the Broncos kind of picked on rookie uh, Trayvon Mullen a little bit. That last touchdown was against him and definitely uh, – not that as good a debut for him as it was for the other rookies tonight, but still, I mean, it's it's learning. It's a learning curve for a cornerback in the NFL. Yeah, they're de- definitely picking on him. That big play to Emmanuel Sanders that got the Broncos offense started. Trayvon Mullen was covering him one on one, just got his feet tangled, and that led to a big play there. Uh, they, I think they had a couple more catches before that touchdown. So it it was. I think their their best offensive strategy was to pick on Mullen, and that's kind of scary with the Chiefs coming into town next week. Conley's probably not going to play. Uh, so Mullen's going to be put in a spotlight, and uh, we'll see if he can handle S- Sammy Watkins because the Raiders don't have their corners travel. So if you want to get somebody matched up on Trayvon Mullen, you just line up on the right side, and that's your matchup right there. Yeah, we're well, talking about the other rookies. Uh, Jonathan Abram was uh, technically listed as the starter at, at free safety, um, but was in and out a lot. They they, they use Curtis Riley, um, you know, and I think. For Abram, um, an up and down debut. You know, he he made some plays. He flew around. He he obviously got flagged for that hit. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think it, they they probably don't want to overexpose him by having him go out there and be like an every down, every play starter right, right. now. I didn't get to watch him that carefully, so I, I can't really give uh, an assessment on uh, how how he played just quite yet. I left all my blood and guts on the keyboard, so I'm pretty yeah. much, I'm, my brain's not working uh, full capacity. Stay right tuned now. on Twitter for yeah. our Abram takes. Yeah. Uh, but Cleveland Furl, a guy that, you know, Ted and I, as we were, um, as we were walking from the parking lot in the stadium today, we're, you know, we actually were walking behind two guys that one was wearing a, an Abram jersey, one was wearing a Jacobs jersey. And it just kind of got me thinking that for a number four pick, this is a, a number four pick that, basically has no buzz about him going into the season everyone i mean he's not the rookie he's probably you know after jacobs and and abrams i mean people probably are talking and thinking more about renfro and, and some of these other guys even than they are thinking about cleland furl for for a number four overall pick really under the radar and i thought he had a nice debut he, he got his hand up and, and knocked down a pass he got a sack and you know the big thing is is he a guy that's going to be able to, to bring pressure and and produce sacks and uh he, he got one in his debut and that's pretty good to see yeah he's a good all-around player i think he's not going to be your big sack guy but i think he definitely is good in the run game he has good pursuit uh he's good motor as we saw so i think um yeah as long as expectations are realistic i think he'll have a good year yeah he was very physical in the run game and I think his pressure his pressures came from uh, from the interior when he was rushing from the inside, and that one sack he got, you know, not to discredit him, but Flacco had like four seconds to throw the ball and ended up taking a really bad sack from Furrow. Anyway, well, why are you hating though? Come <laughs> on, man, that was a sack. Quit it was hating. longer than four seconds. Also, <laughs> he was out there for a long time. Hey, you're the guy that Carr might have called out in the press conference. Ooh, Ain't no might have Marcus Thompson. Ain't Mar- no might have Mar- Marcus Thompson's in the house. It was a good shot though, right? I, I respect good shots. It was a nice shot. It was it was funny. It was I laughed. I, I missed it. What was the shot? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, Marcus. That was a great that was a great bit. Marcus yeah, Thompson. Yeah, Derek Carr. Well, the shot was um, Carr was talking about crying or tearing it, up. He was talking about oh, when, yeah. when 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 he got to the stadium today and he saw the 
the, the Raiders jersey with the gold captain patch and and his name on the back and started thinking about this being the you know the last time facing the Broncos at the Coliseum. You know, a little tear came to his eye, which is the first time a tear has come to his eye when it's come to football. He's never cried before when it came to football, but today, the first time, and, and he might have glanced at Marcus a little bit uh, on that. So a l- little feisty car today. He, he went after went after Marcus a little bit, uh, went after Paul Gutierrez a little bit when uh, he, he mentioned... Uh, people kind of reading into how he was uh how, how he was sulking um at his locker on on saturday when he uh chose not to talk about uh the ab situation but uh, i like feisty car angry car yeah i mentioned this in my story like i was down there then on the field about two hours before the game started i was talking uh mike mayak and, and it worked Mark out Davis. well for you that was great i got a great quote i didn't use the quote but anyway so i was talking to those guys pre-game and Derek came out with his tank top to throw some balls around and he had a serious like Game face, like more than I've seen him. Yeah, I've been doing covering him forever, this whole time here. I've never seen that look on his face before. It was kind of an angry little scowl look, and I was like, "Whoa!" And he was really intending to talk to anybody, no highs, any teammates, or because in the sidelines you got family members around, you got alumni, former players, usually guys. Hey, what's up? Didn't say hi to anybody. He just kind of went out in the middle of the field and started throwing the ball around, and definitely looked very intense. Some guys thought he looked a little pissed off, so I think he definitely had a chip on his shoulder. Um, we're kind of hitting on, on more of the defense now. Uh, uh, other guys I was pr- impressed with, uh, in, really from, from the first play of the game, you saw Josh Morrow with a big, uh, you know, tackle for loss. Uh, you know, he's a guy that another guy we kind of, you know, starting defensive end, but low expectations for. And the fans weren't believing me. I'm like, he started, I said it from there, like, oh, no, then he, he was hurt for a while, didn't play, and he didn't play well in the preseason of the last game. Like, oh, he stinks. Why is he making the team? He's actually pretty good. He's yeah. a he's Buckner's guy. Buckner had him uh, for three years before and loves his uh, his energy and definitely the, the, the run defense and just uh, the toughness he has. So you can see why he's a big part of their plans on defense. Yeah, we talked about it before. They they wanted guys that were more stout against the run, and Morrow was that guy. And Key was he he be, got into that role that Gunther wanted him for, which was to be a situation situation rusher. And I thought he, he played really well today. He had a, a bunch of pressures, kind of like last year where he didn't have a sack. But he was a lot more dominating, I think, pass rushing. And he was he made some plays in a run game as well. Plus, we had a guy had two sacks the first that, that's time. That's what I was going to say. Where we have to apologize is we kept saying the Raiders did not address the pass rush. They signed Benson Mayoa, who I, th- I think he might have, like, set a career high in sacks tonight. I, I'm, I'm, oh, I think so. I, yeah. I think so, I yeah. Think too, yeah. Uh, two sacks for Benson Mayoa. Uh they got their edge rusher. They did. It, do, it does help to go against the Broncos offensive line, though, and Joe Flacco. And they had an injury. They lost their right tackle early yeah. on. That was a big deal for them also. So, let's, um, you know, I know we're crowning this team and we're going to the Super Bowl, but uh, maybe we should hold off a little bit. Another guy, um, you know, Derek Carr pointed him out and, and, and certainly did play well was uh, was Vontez Perfect. I mean, he, he gave them a presence in the middle of that defense. Yeah, you didn't see much of him in the preseason, but we all knew he was in great shape, and he looked the part. He definitely was plugging holes and very fired up. And just, uh, again, a guy who knows Gunther's defense so well, he has guys lining up in the right spot. And definitely you don't see – I didn't see many mistakes tonight or many, you know – of miscommunications, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. There wasn't, didn't look like there was that many mis- defensive miscommunications. They made some plays, but it was more just them making plays, and it wasn't because of you know guys getting the wrong coverage or whatever. And which which we've been used to seeing for the last few years from the Raiders, and uh, especially early in the season. So that was, that was a good sign. I think coming in, we thought these teams were kind of evenly matched, but mm-hmm. if you watch the game tonight, it's clear the Raiders have a huge edge at quarterback. Yeah. And a pretty big edge at running back. 
pretty big edge offensive line, so definitely a lot better than the Broncos are. Uh, I do have to send out another apology. Benson Mayoa, he had six sacks for Dallas in uh, in 2016. Wow. So, uh, and he had four sacks. I thought he made, I thought he made career high for like a game. No, I, I was thinking he might have set a career high oh, for a season. Oh, for a season. Oh, yeah, but career high for a game. That's disrespectful, sure. man. That's um, no. He had four sacks last year for Arizona. But he, he, let's talk a little bit about the Broncos. I mean, I still don't get the trade for Joe Flacco. I mean, this is a team that's just been hampered by low ceiling quarterbacks for years. And they trade for like the lowest ceiling veteran quarterback there is out there. Oh, he's a Super Bowl winner. He's terrible. He's just terrible. Wow. Terrible? What do you think? Terrible. I mean, he's, he's terrible. He's, he's low, low he, he ceiling. Made, he, he made some, some nice he made throws some tonight. Yeah, I mean, but he's just, he's low ceiling. Yeah, but a guy like him, I mean, for him to work, you need time. You need the O-line to play well. His O-line didn't help him at all tonight, so I mean, he's going to be in trouble. He's not going to, like, right, he can't escape pressure. He's not quick on his feet, obviously. Uh, no. He's got a, you know, a, a grandfather clock back there in the pocket, but I just think, I get it. I mean, you would try and... and Get lucky, like he's like, like you know, it's like not the same thing as Antonio Brown, but you take chances in this league. And John always like, you know what, this guy has a ring. He's a veteran guy. He can still make some throws. Like he had a nice uh, fifty-five yarder he threw. He has your arm strength still. So, but yeah, he's not the guy. And I think uh, the problem for Broncos fans is at some point when they turn the page and go to my boy Drew Locke. When he when he he's hurt right now. Yeah, whenever he's back, he, he looked awful in preseason. Uh, he looked awful he looked, he looked in the Super Bowl. So they're gonna be like <laughs> double whammy. Like uh, the guy of the present's not good, and the guy of the future's not good. So they're gonna have a lot. Of, Raider fans will be happy to hear that the Broncos aren't gonna be a threat for a while. And and you and I were were looking. Okay, like all right, Drew Locke's hurt. Who can they turn to? Who's their backup? And it's our guy Brandon Allen, who we were ripping in that first preseason game against the Rams. I know I went and looked up and and found out what what his degree was in from uh, from oh, Arkansas. Right, and right. suggested that uh, he he start using that degree. He's yeah. a backup. He, he's on a fifty. We lost on you though. He's, he's in the NFL, so last he's not going to Arkansas. He's back. He's back on a new team. I'm not sure what he does. He must have some skill that's not obviously apparent to me. Uh, uh, but. Maybe he looked terrible against backup Raiders he players. Did. He um, did. I would not think he would be signed by another team, but again, I'm missing something. So whatever. Yeah, that Broncos offense is going to struggle this year. It, it, it takes a while to pick up that system, anyways, and they just don't have the offensive line depth. They have some w- wide receivers, but you know, we talked about the quarterback situation. It's kind of weird. They for veteran quarterbacks, they like low ceiling guys and, and for tall. Rookie, they have yeah. to be tall. And for rookie quarterbacks, they like those boom and bust type of guys like Pax and Lynch. That don't turn out to be anything. There's no boom there, but no. uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I like their running backs. I think Lindsey and Freeman can be yeah. a pretty good one-two punch. I mean, so again, their old line was a problem tonight, and uh, it usually is when you go against the great passers like the Raiders have. So <laughs> I, I, I gotta give them props. Well, and I think another thing that that impacts their defense, and you expect Vic Fangio maybe take a little bit of time, but he, he's a good defensive coach, obviously. Um, when you have a game like this, where the Raiders' offensive line is ever to shut down your edge rushers. Their secondary used to be, you know, just littered with elite guys. Chris Harris is still very good. Isaac Yadam, they picked on him a lot today. There's just, they don't, they're not like, it's not four or five guys in that secondary no. that are all going to be Pro Bowl, all pro type guys. It's, it's, they still have some good players. Chris Harris still top of his game, but it's not, it's not like an all pro is sitting on the bench for them anymore. Right. And plus, with the fans, we have to also remember it's his first year, it's a yeah. new system. So it'll take a while. I mean, we can't. We can't kill them too much, but clearly, talent-wise, the Raiders are definitely better than the Broncos, so that definitely bodes well for the divisional race this year. Yeah, I think their defense is still going to be pretty decent this year, but it, their offense is going to hamper them pretty bad for for at least 
half the season, if not the whole season. You know, so we'll see. This Broncos podcast is going to be really good. I mean, people. I mean, Raider fans. It, it, I think they enjoy hearing the Broncos being ripped. So oh, they're yeah. they're going to enjoy uh, this part of it. Um, all right. Well, let's put a bow on this show. At in terms I like of that. put a bow on the show. Put a bow on this show. I, um, like I mean, for for a night that. You know, we we know how weird this past week was, and uh, I think for the team, they they know it was weird, but their overall opinion was, and, and Derek Carr expressly stated this, I didn't feel the same way about Antonio Brown getting cut and, and, and moving to, going to New England as I did when we lost Khalil last year, when we traded Khalil. I mean, it was like I, I did not feel as bad about this as I did when we lost I would hope not. I mean, yeah. Tony Brown didn't play <laughs> snaps in the preseason. <laughs> Cleo Mack was defensive player of the year. So that's good to hear. But, uh, yeah, I just think, I mean, I think you don't want to say a sense of relief, but, yeah, Antonio Brown definitely was an odd bird. And I think no one really enjoyed the uh, early morning Instagram post to see what he had up, you know, up next. So I just think it's uh, – obviously he's a great talent. A lot of teams wanted him when the Raiders cut him. But – so much baggage. I just think that when you get rid of all that baggage, it kind of feels good. And so, I mean, to be able to come out today and and, and get a win like this, uh, last year we saw what happened in that first game where they were competitive through halftime against the Rams, and then the Rams kind of put it away uh, one by 20, and it was just just kind of started the snowball effect. They went to Denver the next week, and, and we're, we're, we're kind of there right with them, and, and, and they lost that one. And, and then it just all started building, and, and, and the season kind of fell apart. Um, we know how tough this schedule is. And we know that if they want to have any chance of being a, a successful team, they had to get off to a good start. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be tough, but as Ted pointed out, when he picked them to win that game, they the, the Raiders play them well at home. Uh, we're not going to see Tyrell uh, Tyreek Hill in that game. Um, so who knows? Maybe the the Raiders uh, uh, they've got a defense that looks a lot better. They've got an offense that uh, that, that has some pieces and. No, maybe they can give the Chiefs a run for their money and uh, and, and have a chance at a two and no start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you thought the Broncos secondary is mediocre. Wait till you <laughs> see the Chiefs secondary. They showed they could block Bradley Chubb and block uh, Von Miller this week if they could take care of Frank Clark. I expect the Raiders' offense have a big day against the Chiefs. And we saw tonight they had a definite home field advantage. The crowd was fired up very loud, so I think they'll carry over to next week. And yeah, there's you never know. I just think that uh, Gruden has his guys. Confident, they don't need Antonio Brown. They have enough talent here. That's eleven rookies. They're all playing a role. Some guys have big nights tonight. So, a very very positive evening for uh, for the Raiders and for Raider fans. Do you think that chant that we heard is going to be a one week thing, or will that? Uh, can that can keep... we say what it was, or what, yeah, go we, for we, it. we can say KB on this? <laughs> well, we'll let uh, Tanika Smothers, our producer, can we, can we decide say that. Tanika, uh, duck. Get censored. They said they kept censored. saying duck, duck AB. Forget AB, forget AB. <laughs> no, that doesn't uh, work. No, rhymes with duck. The rhymes with duck AB, but yeah, it's a good chant. I mean, um, it's fun to say. Fans loved it. I just think. Uh, I mean, they they. You know, the Raiders can say that they're happy to move on, whatever. This impacted the fans, and the fans got screwed in this. I mean, I know you, your thing was like, you know, don't call the Raiders victims in this. But the fans can be I, – I can, I can look at the fans and say they got they got victimized by this. They, these are the guys that went out and bought his jersey and were, were excited to have this guy right. and to never even see him suit up in their uniform. Um, the fans have a right to be pissed off, and, and I don't – you know, I mean, that, that's that's how they should feel. I think the players are pissed off, too. The players aren't going to say this because they're moving on, but I think the players are pissed off that they, you know, the guy had to just play two more days. Two more days and he'd be here, but he couldn't last two days. He couldn't be quiet and, and, and not be a pain in the butt. So I think the players are pissed. I think there was – I think Derek Carr, he'll say he wasn't pissed and he wasn't angry. I love Antonio Brown, and I believe that, but I also think 
There's a part of him that was pissed. He felt betrayed. I mean, he was yeah. a guy that, you know, they're spending so much time together going to, to going over to his houses. And, I mean, he felt like he was developing a real actual connection. And then the guy just basically blows out of town and now is best friends with Tom Brady and, and ready to, to rickshop with the uh, with the Patriots. I mean, but how would you feel if you were one of his teammates and you saw that video of how happy he was when oh, he yeah. got released? Yeah, you know? yeah, you're gonna be pissed. They're not not many of these guys are gonna, or any of these guys are gonna publicly express it. But you know, they I'm, I'm sure all they they they're pissed off. But uh, whatever. As, as, if you express you're pissed off, and then people are gonna say, oh, definitely, it's, it's had an effect. And there was some adversity. There was a distraction. So that's what they're trying to avoid. As John said tonight, there was no distraction. There was no adversity, and but there was, and they, over, they overcame it. Definitely, yeah. when you lose a guy that good, and the playbook was definitely. Uh, you know, he was a large part of the playbook. They made some nice adjustments tonight. So I think nice job. Nice job by the coaching staff to get around it. Yep. Nice job by the players. Nice job by the fans. You know, they'll say, F*** KB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that'll wrap up our post-game edition of State of the Nation here on the Athletic Podcast Network. We'll be back in the middle of the week. Uh, we are now a twice-a-week podcast uh, now that we're in the season. So you'll get uh, get our midweek show and you'll get our post-game show. So Make sure you guys uh, check all that out, and uh, we will talk to you again later this week. All right. Good night. Talk to you soon.